This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the cliffcentral.com website where there's a show for you. Sex Talk is brought to you by Reba Pharmaceutics, your online intimacy store. Sex Talk on cliffcentral.com. I am John T. Searle and I am in the studio with Tamar and I love being here with you. Love being with you, my darling. And good friends, special people. They're gorgeous and they're smart and they say cool things and they make it possible for us to be here this morning. How wonderful. Hello, Brody. How's it, John T? And Shane is here. Hi, John. Thanks for having me back. Love it. I always say, oh, good. I always say to people, because when People say, thanks for having me. It's like my standard response has always been, well, I haven't in the biblical sense yet. Yeah, well, let's not go there. <laughs> Thank you for sharing this wonderful moment and always experience with chuckle. me. Hmm. Yeah, right, <laughs> okay. yeah. So we had lots of fun last week talking about male sexuality. Yeah. And that was really, really cool. And we got some cool comments from you guys. So thank you for that. We really do appreciate it. Mm. And you know, for so many men, there is still such a stigma about sexual problems and sexual issues. And I see this almost every day. And there's probably not a week that goes past that I don't get a phone call or an email from someone saying, how do I get him there? And it's not that the problems are only men. We need to be very clear on that. Mm. But for men, it is so much harder to do something about them. And... There's no formula for it because if I had a formula, I probably wouldn't cope with the amount of business that I get from it, which would be quite cool as well. (laughs) But the bottom line of it is for a man, your life can be so different if you're willing to take that step. Mm. And just come have one conversation. So much can change from that. And the pleasure, the intimacy, the connection you can have in your relationship is mind-blowing. Yeah. And it's so, so important because I see relationships, again, almost every week that end. And a lot of times it never has to be that way. It's almost depressing, but it's it's really not. It's just facing the truth. Hmm. So you need to face the hmm. truth. You need to wake up in the morning and you can do it every day as a choice. So you can wake up in the morning and decide that you don't want to live in a lie anymore. You really want just to have better sex. You want to have more intimacy. You want to have more fun. Yes, of course, it, it involves to give up the image and change patterns, which we just spoke about. It's mm. really difficult, but it's so possible. And there's nothing that you gain in life, which is easy. Nothing. I think it was also goes back to, I said last week, that they say love is a choice that you wake up and you make that choice. So I also feel like with, you know, wanting to improve your sex life and stuff, even if you're tired or even if something's not right or even if you're not comfortable, it's honestly about saying, okay, I'm going to choose to actually work on this, to grow my intimacy with my partner and, you know. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, so enough of all the serious stuff. Because that's very yeah, serious. Yeah, we like, we're it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Come, it's I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> Plus, when okay. you're going to have better sex, you're going to have so much fun. So well, come do it. Just now do we're going to distract you even more. Oh, yeah. So what so, did you, did you, you kind of, you were plotting something. You I was. Were, yeah. So what we decided to do was, and we do this about, we've done it once or twice a yeah. year, and it's a really fantastic show, mm. is a Q&A show, mm. which means we asked you guys to send in some questions, things that you always wanted to ask about sex and never did. 
And you sent in some really cool and interesting things I'm that we are going to answer. Yeah. Yes. Very exciting. And we're going to see how smart you guys are. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to add my Q&A because last night I did yes. try Brody's wonderful supplements and I would love to share uh, my brilliant. feedback. Looking forward so, to it. Yeah, and it's a positive one. So awesome. there's something to wait for. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Does the story end in my fashion? What's your last and story? And There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, multiple times now, but uh, definitely we'll chat about that. And John, did you remember okay. in one of the expos, one of the expo for sexuality, uh-huh. we were together. We opened pe- uh, like a email box for people to write their fantasies yes. and questions. Oh my God! When you ask people what is their, what are their fantasies. Anonymously and Q&As, Jonty and I just chuckled and giggled and yes. burst out laughing from stilettos. Oh, my goodness. I don't want to say harsh things, but I, I am going to. Like stiletto raping. Really? Of a guy's beautiful asshole. Anyway, there was a lot of things. So uh, let's see what the Q&As brought today. Yeah. So see. just as a by the by, if you are going to stick a stiletto heel up someone's butt, oh, firstly, gosh. make sure that it's really, really clean that you're sterilized. With a condom. That's it. And put a condom on no and put edges. lots of lube. Yeah, no, don't, we've just got don't the perfect list yeah. for that too. So, it. It's a go. fantasy. It's a fantasy. <laughs> okay. 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 So our first question came from, and this was really interesting, came from a lesbian couple. Okay. And one of the partners, let us call them Sarah and Annie, mm-hmm. and Sarah is the squirter. Okay. Sarah mm-hmm. squirter. She always Sarah makes me squirter. chuckle a little bit because… Yes, yes. There is a series of books that I really love mm-hmm. by a guy called Christopher Brookmeyer. He's a Scottish crime uh-huh. author. And there is a character in one of his books called Sarah Slaughter, who uh-huh. is a surgeon. Uh-huh. <laughs> so now we have Sarah Squirter. So Sarah Squirter. So Sarah Squirts and Annie is unhappy with Sarah Squirting. So in the beginning, it was this really cool novelty thing. And in mm-hmm. the beginning, it was really, really exciting. Now it is happening every time they have sex. It only is not enjoying it because she doesn't know when it's happening. Mm. And Sarah squirting has increased, so it's quite a copious amount of liquid, okay. which mm. it can be. Mm-hmm. Ruin the sheets, and, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so the sheets are an issue. Not mm-hmm. only the sheets, the mattress underneath oh, the sheets. Yeah. And then Sarah said, well, why don't we just put a towel down? And then Annie says, well, that's not romantic anymore because we're <laughs> preparing for it. No, yeah, and all sorts of things her. around yeah, this. Yeah, and then too. Sarah said, well, I don't actually know when it's going to happen. And that's one of the causes of frustration. Okay. So there's quite a lot of issues there. Yeah. And the first thing is, if you are going to squirt, if you are squirting, if you are going to try squirting, and it's its own really long involved complex story and we will talk about that in the future and do uh, we've done it before and we will do a whole guide to how to make yourself squirt how to help your partner squirt all Mm -hmm. of these things the first thing is you have to take the so-called romance out of a lot of these equations because there is a level of practicality that is really really important full Mm -hmm. stop towels are a must rubber sheet even better mattress protector Mm -hmm. even better so get a few put them under your sheet you change everything. Yeah. It's really simple practice because it's mm. uncomfortable because this is not like a little wet spot. I suppose yeah. the only other way to make it, you know, slightly more romantic is you can have a very pretty little towel thing yeah. next to the bed. Yeah, and but whenever- a pretty so, little towel doesn't when a woman no, squirt yeah. a liter because it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Liter, I two mean, liters. Tamara and I have seen yeah. and been involved in experiences where a liter was kind of the minimal. Yeah. Lovely. That had gone like six, seven, eight, ten meters across a room. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Rubber sheets, 
towels, really, really important. Here's the thing, mm. though, because this was the crux of their question. Okay. Was, if you don't know when this is going to happen, you need to kind of take a step back and you need to start exploring your body with a level of awareness that you start to be aware of the signs in your body leading to this. Yeah. And if you focus on your body and you become conscious of what's happening, which means you almost have to have a learning experience. Yeah. That's not necessarily about pleasure. It's simply about I'm doing this so I can be aware of I'm starting to feel this in my hips. This is happening in my belly. This is happening in my yoni. And when you do that, you're going to start to become more aware of the signs of this. Mm. And you'll be able to tell your partner, now we're getting really close. And if I can share from the squirter side, because <laughs> I, I never knew how to squirt, and then slowly with John T and learning and with a partner that was actually happy about it and embraced it, I learned that the feeling, communicate the feeling of when you squirt, and it's really good. It's such a liberation. It's such an amazing release for a woman. So I'm sure that her lover, that Annie, would really appreciate and connect more to... Um, Understanding the love for the squirting. Plus, you know, you can squirt when you're, when you're on all fours. You can squirt when you're standing and kneeling or like just a bit bending your knees. You can go to your, to the shower. You can have a bath together. You can have a major squirt in the bath because it's clean water. It's really not like mm. piss that people confuse it many times. So it's really, and, and it feels so good. I can't explain it to our male friends. I'm so sorry. <sighs> but a woman that learns to squirt is a woman that can have a spiritual experience from that. It's, and I'm like the last person to say, oh, I had such a spiritual experience. Your whole body energy changes. You just have a flow of emotions, of feelings, and it's an, it's an emotional therapy. Mm. So I'm sure, Annie, if you're listening, um, embrace Sarah's quirting. It's definitely something she, she, she's doing because it's, it's something that helps her release, to embrace her sexuality with you. It's not something that is, you know, to spite. And I know that because yesterday when I made, you know, a, a, a problem, a coconut oil was spilling on the bed <laughs> and I just told Shane, I was like, oh, usually my normal me will go, oh, let me go clean it in this. I said, tomorrow, just let it go. It's a bit messy. We'll wash it. There's amazing sort of things that. these days. I think Brody's tablets were helping me, I must say. I felt a bit like in the zone. So I was just like, you know, let it go. We all the time are here in the OCD. Yes, in and the we head. have to get out, and it's and it's helping. I must say. So, so uh, Annie and Sarah, we wish you really best of luck. If I can just mention, in a previous uh, sex bar, we had a customer come up to us, and uh, she said that she'd been using the MSS female tablets, and she'd always wanted to experience, you know, being able to squirt. And she said once she took the tablet, it's not because she did anything specific. But it just happened for her. And every single time after that, she's taken the tablet. I'll give you a spoiler. Yesterday, that didn't happen for me, but I felt it because I know how it feels when I'm about to squirt. And I even told my husband, I said, sure, I'm in the zone. I can yes. feel it coming like we didn't go that alley. But I said, wow, it's actually there. So I, I get what you're saying. I could feel it in my body. Actually, so that, I, I, want to I wanted to ask, so maybe since we're talking about the squirting, I mean, some women obviously don't know the feeling in the body, is there a different feeling in terms of how your body feels when you're going to squirt versus yes. when you're having an orgasm? Absolutely. Possibly, I don't know if there's something with that that you could maybe explain. It's not the same. Yeah, it's yeah. totally it's different. Something totally different. Yeah. As a woman, it's yeah. totally different. Yeah. It's, it's, so, yeah. And that's why it's, it's a complex issue. You mm. know, and in order for, to communicate that. And yeah. learning how to do this and mm. what's involved in it. So we will 
do a whole show on yeah. it. Just I'll, because call, I'll call it a squirting, a, 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 an emotional orgasm yeah. or a spiritual orgasm. Yeah. It's like, it's like More that. Intense, okay. But every woman is different, I'm sure. And sometimes a squirt can be short and sweet and it can be really huge release. So I don't like to put anything in boxes. Mm. So I'm just going to stop there and say, have your own oh. experience. Go for it. It's beautiful. It's unbelievable, actually. And... We just were conditioned. It's pee. It's disgusting. You know, mm. women shouldn't have. Why should men have ejaculation? Women shouldn't. It just doesn't mm. make sense. Why? Because you're not used to it. It's beautiful and it cleans you up. You feel you like you can't believe where these liquids came from. It's mm. really because I can be completely. I need to to go to the loo to wee, mm. and then I'll have a huge squirt, and then I have to go to the loo to wee. It has nothing to do. Yeah. to each other so there's a lot of myth around it and yeah. people don't believe try it yourself and yeah. just stop believing other people yeah. yeah okay Sarah and Annie that's given you Lots a of lot love. of stuff to think about yeah. and to do and that's really really cool if you have any more questions please please let us know and we will help you yeah okay the next question we got was an interesting one, especially as people are exploring more and they're becoming more open about their sexuality and it was about strap-ons okay so somebody wanted to know she, she wants to buy a strap-on. Hmm. So what is the best kind of strap-on to buy? Um, how do you work this out? Is uh, it for her husband or for well, other women? This is the or? interesting thing is I haven't been able to find that out yet okay. because that is a really good question to ask. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. as a generalization, I'm going to make a very generalized statement here. It might not apply to everybody. <laughs> Oops. Is that oh we put our foot in things lots we're used to it. Oh <laughs> uh, we'll get hammered anyway. That's it. So it doesn't really make any difference what That's we fine. say. So if it's for a man, fair chance it's gonna be a little bit smaller and a little bit narrower than if it's for yeah. a woman. So the way that you cover all of those bases is the attachment to the harness, the actual dildo part of this, mm. get a few different Sizes. Um, sizes. Yeah, sizes. Mm. sizes and thicknesses. Yeah. And that's the only way. So the thing about this is the only way that you really know how good something is for you and how it feels is through experimenting. Yeah. Mm. The problem is you can't go into a sex shop and say, Hello. so can I just bend my partner over and we just test and see <laughs> how this works for a bit. <laughs> well, you um, could, but it might not go down very well. It might be that's the last it. time you visit the shop. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You have to try some different things. The important thing is if the harness that you use is of good quality. Yeah. And the only way to say this is that you generally get what you pay for. True. In terms oh, that's of sex exactly toys, what I want to say. Well done, John. That spend the money on it because if you're getting something that is good quality, it is likely to work better. Yeah. Do its job better. Mm -hmm. And it's going to last longer. Yep. So. Spend good quality, spend the money, and yeah. get something that is good quality. Absolutely. And if the harness is really firm on your hips, that's when you're going to have the most control. Yeah. And I remember a particular night where somebody I know and love, for the first time, had sex with another woman with a strap on. And she came to me afterwards and she said, just like this, Fuck, I have so much more respect for men when it comes to sex now because you have no idea how hard that was. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. I'm sure the men really appreciated and, yeah. that, actually. Plus, for women, I do recommend a double-sided, if you want mm. to have the option of double-sided, because it's, I don't know, when I had experiences with strap-ons, and mm. I had a few wonderful and weird ones, 
I must say the strap-on sensation of fucking someone, it feels a bit detached sometimes mm. because you, we don't have a cock and there's yes. no nerve endings and so on. So, of course, the connection is important and don't go crazy. Like even women sometimes have this fetish of like, I'm going to fuck, fuck someone. Yeah. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to do it. And you don't know which angle is really good for a woman mm. or for a man. So start with easy and slow, lots of lube and have a really nice grip with the harness that's why John mm. T was saying the most important thing have good quality stuff you can clean after so whatever mm. happens whichever part of the body you use whichever entrance if you have multiple partners it's really really important and you know what guys it's amazing but guys have this fascination about women fucking another woman mm. but yeah, I must tell common. you there's something unbelievable if you'll be willing one day to, to go try. to the place that you give your your man uh, with a prostate to beautiful small or however big it should mm. be, uh, uh, a dildo experience because you can actually female and male energy. You can balance them out. So. And yeah. the intensity of that and the emotion, um, and that's what makes it such a powerful experience. Because for men, that is such a vulnerable experience. Absolutely. And the emotion is what mm. makes it so intense, beyond the physical. Yeah. And sharing that with a partner is incredible. Um, the trust, the communication, the intimacy of the experience, the gentleness. It is such a beautiful experience. Because we do it with the fingers. Yeah. You know, many mm. men like the stimulation. Yeah. We do it with a little so, toy. So when yeah. a woman puts a strap on on yeah. and has anal sex with a man, mm -hmm. the word for that is? I forgot. I don't know. Pegging. Right. Oh. Pegging. 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 That's what yeah. it's called. Pegging. Oh. There, there we go. go. A little reminder. We used to have always a, a, a word from the dictionary, yes, a sexual dictionary. Yes, that's right. So word of the day. Pegging. Pegging is the word of the day. Pegging. So now I think we made a good mind fuck for some of our listeners. <laughs> a man is going like, I'm not going to let my woman yeah. near me with that stuff. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. Again, good, good quality goes back material. To, I'll go with mm, that. So yeah. that you can clean, and that's really aesthetic, so important. hygienic. And then a lot of it is really, it's communication. Mm. And that's vital to talk Willingness about. Willingness to experience. Yeah. yeah. How the experience is going to work. What is it that you're going to do? And then start really, really slowly. And breathe. Breathe, 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 breathe. Because as soon as you're not breathing, everything contracts. Yeah. And Keep wouldn't... breathing. I mean, I think good lube, guys. Like oh, I've learned oh, that vital. you don't buy cheap lube no, because it's no. just oh my cheap God, lube no. is terrible. You have so to don't get buy a decent, lube. and you need to know which toy lube. goes with which lube. Some yeah. toys can't go. Mm. Like condoms can't go with some specific lubes. lubes coconut yeah. oil is not good for condoms as much mm. as we love no. coconut, coconut oil. Yeah. It's healthy for you. You need to look at silicone. So again, based spend and stuff, some yeah. time. Yeah, guys, you have to, especially with lube, and it will change your experience because women and men will respond to your touch ten times better. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it so just feels really so good important. with lube. So that's a really, good, really, really good lube. Good lube. I mean, basically, lube. also, I mean, in terms of lubes, any oil based lube you can't use on a condom. That's true. No. Mm. Yeah. And uh, most of the creams that, that people often want to throw in. Yeah, um, do not do it. Yeah. Do not Full do stop. it. Yeah, so, just use a water based lube. Yeah. Here mm. is John T's general lube advice very simple. The plainer the product, the better it is for your body, which mm -hmm. means the less chemicals it has in, the better it is for your body. Mm -hmm. And you want something that is going to stay on the skin and not go into your skin. Mm. So something that you need to keep applying every few minutes is not good. Stay away from things that taste or smell like fruit salad. <laughs> stay away from things that get hot, things that get cold, things that promise you 
moon rockets and oh, yeah. sparkles Gosh. and all sorts of things that's, like that because yeah. they all have a lot of chemicals in. I thought it so. was maybe just me, but like when they would, you know, I by accident bought this tingle thing once and I thought, oh, no, no, no. oh my gosh, this is the most horrible experience mm. I had. It's and I thought sticky. maybe it gets yeah. it makes infections. Oh yeah. God, no. But you know what, guys? Buying the kilograms, stop buying this tiny little loops of water-based jelly. industrial size tabs. Buy a lot. Keep it next to your bed. Stop yeah. thinking it's a once in a while thing. Every yeah, this is touch should start with a lube. The more and lube that yeah. you have, you can't. It's very rare that you can have too much lube. Yeah. Well, Everything I mean, we sell a bed. product called uh, Luxure Lube, and oh. uh, on a on well, the biggest online oh, store in South Africa. I won't mention the name. Yeah. But they stock our products, and uh, quite a few ladies have actually stated on there in in terms of reviews that our product is not sticky. And that's it's one of the few ones. Samples. Samples. Yeah. Samples. Hello. Samples. Hello. Definitely. So we can test that. Okay, done. Next question. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Done. Okay. This was a really good question. How do you introduce to your partner the conversation that you would like to try something different, like you'd like to add something to your relationship, mm. like a toy, if you have never tried that yeah. before? A, a sexual stimulant, mm-hmm. something that you've never done. Yeah. And even sometimes it goes, it starts with the position. Yeah. Mm. You've always done missionary or porn. Yeah. Kind so, of. how do you do that in a way that's safe? Because mm. when a lot of people do that, immediately the first reaction from a lot of partners is that something's wrong. Yeah. You're not mm. satisfied. Yeah. You're not happy. Yeah. And that becomes. Instead of it being a possibility, it becomes a problem. So you need to approach this from a point of view of positivity and possibility, not Mm. problem. So if you start saying, you know, I'm really bored with the way we have sex, your partner (laughs) is likely to either fold his or her arms, shout at you, walk Mm. out the room, say, you have two hands, you can use them all by yourself. For the rest of your life. Or all sorts (laughs) of other things. So when you start a conversation like that, the best way to start it is to say, you know, I really enjoy the sex that we have. I love you. I love the pleasure that we have. And I would like to expand that. Yeah. Mm. And then you start talking about what it is that you'd like to. And as soon as you start with that, you have a greater chance of that. Second step is patience. Mm. The fact you got the courage or you want to change something is beautiful. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's going to change overnight. Yeah. It doesn't mean your partner doesn't need to process it. You had this idea maybe for a year or two in your head. He needs or she needs yeah. now time. Okay, so once you have opened the door to the conversation, and it does take courage. There's no question of that. And mm. it is really important to acknowledge yourself for doing that. Then it's so important to understand that you are opening a conversation. And the conversation especially if your partner is resistant to something, needs patience, it needs compassion, it needs understanding. Because if you shut it down, and if you are, if you are saying, well, why don't you want to do this? What's wrong with you? Yeah. Then you have no chance of that yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. But if there's compassion and if there's a communication, then you start to understand a little bit more of why is this scary for your partner? Mm. Why does this challenge mm. them so much? Because maybe that goes against a religious belief, against a family belief, against so many things. Moral belief. So, yeah, and it doesn't necessarily mean that the answer is no. It simply says, let's open the conversation. 
it is also really important to understand that everybody has what we call hard limits, which means mm. there are things that they will not do and boundaries that they will not go beyond. And if your partner gives a really firm no, you have to, have to, have to respect that. From my journey, I can share, if you feel disgust mm. or it hurts your, like it goes to mm. the gut and you feel the shame or you feel horrible because, oh, that's the... Then you have to question where is it coming from. Maybe yeah. it's my and a lot of things that I I said to my partner that I I feel really weird about it. I don't like it. I actually was because of my conditioning mm-hmm. because I didn't think about it before. Because and actually, interesting enough, that's where when I met Jonty for the first time it was in a when he was doing a sensual bondage massage. Mm-hmm. So he was doing the sensual part, and another colleague of his was doing the bondage part, and I was between aroused to vomiting all the time. More vomiting, I must yeah. say. I was like, oh, this is weird. And, but then I, I, I had to ask myself, why, why all these emotions are coming up and these, this, these feelings? And I had to ask myself again and again. And these things are now the things I love the most. But it was mm. the, the, was, what's the right word? The righteous me. Yeah. The mm. closed-minded mind, me. It was the, the tomorrow's a good girl me. It was that good girls don't do that. It was all those things that said, oh, that's just unnecessary. Mm. But actually, when I looked at it and said, look how she's having fun, that woman that was on stage. Look at all the attention. Look at all the beauty. Look at all the sensations she's going through. Things started changing. So, guys, girls and guys, please, when you're listening and your partner is expressing a desire or a wish, it's really okay to say no. And sometimes it really hits home. Like It's mm. a no. But it's also okay to respect your partner for what they've expressed and to sit with it and say, let me just sit and, and feel it. And, mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe even just, yeah. yeah. Just and it, it opens of, the door to amazing exactly, discussions, discussions and amazing healing of ourselves. Because when yeah. we say no to something, it's important to look where inside of us is the no coming from. Mm. Just as important as it is to look at where the yes is coming from. Mm, true. Mm. Because if Good the one. yes is coming yeah. from... I just want to please you and make you happy. I want to keep the peace for so many other reasons. Then that's not a healthy yes. So where the yes and the no come from needs to be important. And that becomes an amazing opportunity for self-healing and self-growth as well as for your relationship. I think it's also about finding the balance where, you know, as Tamar was saying, you, you, you know, kind of, okay, where it is completely hard. We don't talk about balance because balance is not (laughs) rhythm. You actually said balance right at the beginning of the show. And I thought I was going to be rhythm. So where's the rhythm? Okay. So where the rhythm is, um, See, now I've lost my train of thought. Thank so you gonna, very much, So I'm going to explain that quickly and why it's important. Okay. Uh, Tell us. We've been convinced that life is about balance. And very often balance is very rigid and balance is very precarious because you hold on to a lot of things like with a knife edge mm. and there can't be too much movement. And that's impossible. Rhythm says that everything in life moves and everything changes. There's times I'm more turned on, there's times I'm less turned on. There's times I'm more loving, there's times I'm less loving. There's times I have more money, there's times I have less money. There's times I want more sex, there's times I want less sex. All of these different things. There's times I am more focused at work, there's times when I'm not. All of that stuff happens. Mm. So rhythm says we understand that there is change and we can flow with those different states Mm. and we can move Instead of trying to hold on to something that is often just rigid and stiff. Mm. So, just a little bit of jaunty wisdom coming there. 
No, it's no, okay. Ballet is okay. rhythm. Okay, guys, we yeah. work yeah. on the rhythm. Yeah, the rhythm. Yeah. The rhythm is so a balance good, is quite important, actually. Like if you're tying somebody up, balance is quite important. Because it just feels so much better. <laughs> so if it's about using the word balance in the correct perspective. It. And you know, if both arms or both legs kind of have the same tension, you can relax. Because if one arm is much tighter than the other one, that's it's like true. doesn't feel. And no I can't balance. relax into it. So yeah. see, and then really, really in that in that aspect, yeah. the rhythm will be the caning. Yes, exactly. And certain sex <laughs> positions Deeper. require an enormous <laughs> amount of balance and rhythm. Mm-hmm. There we go. So that's where we bring balance. We'll talk, we talk about that in the group six yes. positions. Mm-hmm. There's so much you need to, and you need to be fit. We'll yeah. talk about that. Yeah. And yeah. This, this was a question that came from men and women. Okay. And it's very often when you're in a new relationship, you talk about the past. Oh, now, yes. Now, that's always an interesting thing because I knew somebody a while ago who said she went into a new relationship and they made an agreement that they were not going to talk about their pasts. I don't get that. Both of them had been married before, and they said, we are not going to talk about the past. Okay. And that was really interesting. However, having said that, a lot of people want to know what their partner has done sexually. And one of the biggest questions that comes up from men and women is they want to know how many partners. Sure. Their partners, how many people have they had sex with? Mm -hmm. So here are a few things. And I'm going to be a little bit flippant with this just because I am. Um, (laughs) The first thing is just before you ask the question, make sure you really want to know the answer. Yeah. Because if it's going to impact on you a lot, then, (laughs) you know, just make sure you really want to know the answer. The next thing is everybody has had a past. We have all done what the yeah. fuck we've Amazing. done. That's it. That's what I don't understand. So, um, anyway, and it brought us to you. It brought us to our current, current why you are. Yeah. So you everything are. in my life brought me to this moment and to who I am. Yeah, exactly. So if you want to get stuck in that past, then you're not going to have a relationship in the present. Mm. That's really important. And in terms of the question of how many lovers people have had, I wrote a piece quite a long time ago. And if you go to my website, Eros Life or Facebook page, it's there. And I'm pretty sure it's there under the title Lessons in Sacred Sex. And the answer is this. A temple is no less holy for the amount of feet that have walked through its doors. Wow, is that not Brilliant. beautiful, hey? Amazing. To explain Brilliant. that, actually. Wow. And the rest of it, I think, is totally irrelevant. Because mm. exactly, because why are you asking the question? Do yeah. you want to know if I was a slut? Yeah. But that's yeah. what you love about me or that you love me in any way. So what yeah. do you want to do? Do you want to? Yeah. And it's mm. the brain. Yeah. The brain wants to degrade. And the ego. The ego. So it's mm. like, were they better than me? Or are you, yeah. were you a slutty? Like, what do you, it's just do judgment. They have more experience. Yeah. There's nothing, yeah. it's only self-esteem and issues it's just mm. and judgment. So, so ask yourself first, why are you asking the question? Yeah. Mm. And if you really want to know, then have the discussion. I did it from insecurities. Yeah. I just wanted to know because I felt insecure. So I was like, mm. you know, and oh, maybe am I going to be as good? And, you know, so I was like, but now I know after walking through a sexual mm. journey, I'm like, don't ask me this question. Right. First of all, I can't answer. And the second thing, I will not put myself in that position of saying, oh, yeah, I had 300 or two mm. or five. You know, it doesn't, mm. yeah. what does it matter? It was me and my journey. And beyond that, when we walk a path, when we do healing work, when we do growth work on ourselves, we change. Mm-hmm. The person I am today is not the exactly. person I was I last year. Maybe this exactly. year for me personally has been a, a, a year of incredible self-healing and growth and learning. Maybe more than ever in my life. Mm. 
and the changes that come from it say, I'm not the person sitting here today that I was a year ago. Mm. So you're asking that person the question. See, from my experience of having asked, you know, my partner that I'm with now, um, it was more from a, a, a point of view that I was able to build an even better friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know I might be looking at it very differently from most people, but we were able to laugh about the funniest experiences we had, the things that we were willing to try or not try, or I guess maybe the number yeah. is is a different thing, yeah. but I almost felt like that was just building a yeah, just a no, type of wonderful. bond. Exactly. And there's no reason that you shouldn't. Just be aware of why you're yeah. asking the question and where it's coming from. And your emotional capability to process. Because if it's coming from answers. this place of judgment, if it's coming from that I mm. cannot let go of that, that you've had sex with 30 people mm. or yeah. 300 people, that you had orgies, that you did, it doesn't matter what it was. Mm. If you cannot let go of that, you cannot have a relationship in the present. Can I also just quickly say something? Does that not bring into another, or bring in another question where traditionally, you know, if it's a guy and he's slept with, 20, 30, 40, whatever. He's a stud, yeah? Yeah, exactly. He's a stud. But if it's a woman... She's a slut. She's a slut. <laughs> True. I mean, and, and that is so wrong in this... We're we, we in the 21st century. Why is that still happening? Because sex is the part of life that we judge the most. Sex is the part oh. of life that is the hardest for us <laughs> to deal with. True. Sex is the part of life that generally we know the least about. <laughs> sex is the part of life that generally has... The most problems Because the interesting thing is With all the information that we have about sex And we live in the age of information And I heard somebody say I think it was Joe Dispenza In a talk I was listening to the other day That ignorance in today's world is a choice Which I really liked But because of the access of information The access to information that we have When we are still ignorant About certain things It is a simple choice And sex is the part of life that most people live with that level of ignorance because with all of the information that we have, the amount of women who are still not having orgasms, for example, has not changed significantly. Yeah, Yeah. I think it also goes back to... um moral society and the way they condition us that women are supposed to be you know conservative and ladylike and so the different and you know man is strong and he can take control so then again even in sex i'd like to use the term amoral society or an amoral society and yes that they feel like you know having you know multiple partners or a lot of sexual partners as a Mm -hmm. woman that you don't fit into that you know that perfect little box anymore and what is very interesting is there's for so long been an idea running around that men actually struggle with monogamy more than women Mm. And it's actually untrue I was going to say So it's actually one of those things that is You know, so many myths in terms of sexuality yeah. Are being disproved so much today So, so much to say about that yeah. But That's move, yeah. another story That's okay. an old story So, <laughs> so sent us a whole lot of really interesting questions That we actually got just a few minutes ago Okay So, And these are some really interesting things If you are close to a couple who are serial cheaters, what's the best way of approaching their destructive behavior? 
Don't be friends with them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. It was lovely meeting you. I don't need shit like that in my life. Get honest or fuck off. And oh. I think, I mean, when you're defining cheaters, I mean, are they in an open relationship? No, they're no, not. They they're just cheaters. Cheaters. Okay, well, then you're going to have to leave. Open relationship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then yeah. walk away. And, and there was one more sentence that says, not interfering is not possible. Ah, okay. Okay, so walking uh, away for this person is not, not possible. Okay. okay. Ooh. So, first of all, well done for the choice. It's no shame. Everybody can be in a position in their life that mm. they get to the learning curve, you know? Yeah. I was there. I'm sure most people were there that they did the wrong thing. They were hiding something. They were cheating. Uh, I feel like there is a, a lot of information that we... We put our friends in a position that if, we, if they know about it, so if they discover it by chance, then it's actually something else. But if we know about it and we just kept on being silenced, that's already mm. making also mm. – it's a good question about you. So I'm, I'm not yeah. – I'm in two minds about it. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I, will, I will be in a position that I will talk to the person that I know – that he's my friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll speak to them and I'll encourage them to be honest and open, even if it means going to be the end of their relationship. Mm. I'll definitely – not for yeah. the children – and, and first of all, not to end the relationship, just to be open about it and go for counseling. And do something do about it. Do something about yeah. it because it never goes anywhere. It yeah. never goes anywhere. So the interesting thing is that when people are doing this, it comes out of something within themselves. Sure. We are often attracted to people because of a similar pain that we have. That's interesting. A lot of our relationships come because I recognize your pain and I recognize your mask and it fits into my pain or it fits into my mask in some way. Mm. So until we have actually really worked on ourselves, most of the relationships that we have are from a place of pain in some level. And if people are doing this in a serial way, when this person who sent us the question used the term serial cheaters, that's something inside of them not something inside of their partner, but it's just be creating an And all that they're doing is they're feeding that off each other. And if they don't change something within themselves, nothing in their relationship is going to change because that's about each individual and what they are doing and what's happening in their space. And their relationship is the place that they're playing the dynamic out in. So Mm. that is their pain, their hurt, Mm. their lack of knowledge, their lack of consciousness, their lack of connection to themselves, so many different things that it could be, and their relationship is the place that it's happening in. And if they were Um, not in that relationship, until they change that, they're going to be doing the same thing again and again and again. And I think by doing it again and again, there's also that aspect of excitement or um, addictiveness that it's possibly addictiveness. comes. Addictiveness that you, you know, you hide which is not and necessarily you this and is this actually going to come out or isn't yeah. it going to come out? So it does become an addictive thing yeah. as well. And so you've what really happens got to deal is our bodies yourself. become addicted to the feelings that we have. And the adrenaline that comes so, with hiding. And I we think. think that that's excitement. Yeah. Instead of it's just a chemical rush of something. Mm. Sexologists speak about uh, a blueprint. So Esther Perel speaks about, she's a a famous Belgium sexologist, and she speaks about a blueprint. So something that happened in your childhood Mm. definitely affected something you've seen, something Mm. you've experienced. You don't, you're not a serial cheater because you love it. It's nobody's fun to hide information. No. It's nobody's fun to 
being completely dishonest about their lives. It must be some kind of pain. And as that's John what I said. Yeah. You're exactly. playing a pain pattern so, out. Exactly. And that's the way that it's coming out. So go see someone. Yeah. It's important to understand that a lot of what we do sexually or a lot of what comes out in our sexuality doesn't have anything to do with sex. That's true. That's yeah. the place that it's expressing. True. And a lot of what we do sexually is connected to other parts of our lives that are not always about sex. And yeah. sex is just the arena where a lot of our issues play out. So we need to look at what's underneath that, at what's behind that. And that's mm. really, really important. Mm. So that was an interesting one. It was. And mm. I feel like, you know, every the statistics says every second person cheats. So mm. I don't know if, every, you mm. know. So what does it mean? It means we all do some kind of cheating. Maybe it's fantasy. Mm. I'll tell you something else that the statistics say. I worked with a guy a while ago who got divorced, and then he did all this research. And he came to see me, and he said one of the things he discovered was that more second marriages end in divorce than first. Oh, now, there's something really simple about that. It's because we don't learn. Yeah, exactly. Because we haven't done the healing. We haven't. Mm-hmm. So all that we are doing is we're taking ourselves and we're putting ourselves and all of our stuff into another relationship. You're just replicating. That's it. Mm-hmm. And very often, somebody new comes along and we think they're different mm. because maybe even the package is different. <laughs> so the first one was blonde. The second one's redhead. This is going to be different. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what they are because it's about us and we're putting the same stuff in that situation. So it doesn't matter who's there. We're doing the same thing. So how do you expect it to be different? You're so passionate about this. It is. And and you know what? It's the core of everything. That every single issue that we have that is mental, that is spiritual, that is psychological, that is sexual, that is financial, if we don't change it, It doesn't matter what we do. And when we change ourselves, so much changes all by itself. And it was my big thing this week that we've been so conditioned. Everything is about healing and life is about lessons and life is about the learning. It's not. It's about the experience. It's about being in the experience Mm. and finding meaning in the experience and being grateful for the experience and the healing happens. When we change ourselves, things change because everything is an expression of who we are. And I look at, especially talking for myself, what I have seen of myself this past year. And I have seen for the first time in my life some of the impact of some of the patterns that I lived with. The hurt that that caused me, the hurt that that caused others. Mm. It's only when we change ourselves that that changes. And when we can change ourselves with pleasure, now listen carefully everyone, This is really important. When we can change ourselves with the energy of pleasure, not the energy of pain, we open to the most amazing possibilities. And that is one of the reasons that, firstly, I do what I do. And seeing the power and the possibility of that is so, so beautiful. Thanks for sharing, John. It's really, really, really Power of pleasure. And that, everybody, is where this chapter of the story ends because the people behind the glass are making all sorts of rude signs. (laughs) So let me just tell you about my experience. We're sitting here with Brody. And Brody, what did I try last night? You tried the MSS female tablets. Yeah, and and what my husband tried? 
The MSA Smell Tablet? Uh, yeah, wonderful. So we tried it, and I must say it was a positive experience. It was uh, putting me in a very nice zone of feeling like a bit more sensual. I can't even explain why, but I felt like relaxed. And there was some kind of a feeling of, I don't know, just something good. Like, I can't even explain that, but it kind of made me laid back and relax. He experienced a beautiful, beautiful stimulation, I must say. Very quick wow. and very beautiful response from me, so I'm very grateful. And then again, the G-spot, I could feel it stimulated. I could feel that I'm ready for squirting without even doing much about it. And I'm, I am a squirter, but it does usually need more stimulation. Wow. And it definitely made us more intimate, which I was shocked. We actually kissed more. We wanted to touch more. It was really enhancing intimacy, which I didn't think this will happen. So I know it's kind of a mm. good positive feedback, but it's real. We've done this. It was good. Um, one thing, it was a little bit of like... Discomfort after he said a bit of sinus and stuff, but nothing, it just went away after an hour or two. Can't say anything really bad or you know, like scary or anything. It was really, really nice, positive experience. I give it thumbs up. Brilliant, beautiful. Thank you. We wish you so much pleasure. Sex Talk is brought to you by Reba Pharmaceutics, your online intimacy store. Follow the hashtag Discover Intimacy for more and check out reber.co.za. That's R-E-B-R.co.za.